The stories of campus life, interviews with influential people, and super fun games, all brought to you in one convenient location, in one podcast. The Viterbo Lumen Podcast with Mackenzie Wanta starts right now. And welcome back to the Loon Podcast. This is our second episode of the semester. Whoop, whoop. I am here. I'm Kenzie, just like last time, with my co-host. Mitchell Shaw, the editor of the Loon newspaper, yes. former host of this podcast. <laughs> and I am the social media editor and also podcast director. So, how is your day going? My day? Oh, don't even get me started. I woke up late. I slept through my alarm. Uh... I, but I did get to have some nice, good breakfast. It is a Saturday. I was good. I actually, yeah, yeah I, have, I had one of those things. I don't know if you've ever had this, Kenzie, where you like, you wake up and you think that you're already late for something. Yeah. Like I woke up and I thought it was Thursday for some reason. And I was like, oh my God, my tap class. I'm sleeping through my 8 a.m. Yeah. And I like started like freaking out. And then I was like, oh wait, it's Saturday. And that's the best feeling in the world. It is. You, you, you tell me I'm wrong. I think only second to the feeling of like when you wake up at like 3 a.m. in the morning you're like, oh, what time is it? Oh, oh yeah. And then you're like, oh, I still have like six hours to sleep. It's the worst when you wake up like 10 minutes before your alarm goes off. <laughs> and you think like you're going to have two more hours of sleep, but. And you don't even, you're like, should I still close my eyes and have like 10 more minutes? Or should I just get up now and get a, a start to the day? I don't know what you choose, but I choose the 10 more minutes every day. I choose the 10 more minutes, yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because like if you wake up at that time, then you like feel like you could stay up. But as soon as you get that 10 more minutes of sleep, you feel like the tiredest you've ever been in no, your life. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, but how, how, are, how are you doing? I mean, we're getting close to finals. Yeah, just been in the library every day, but mostly like everybody else, I'm sure. No, not me. You won't find me in the library. Kidding? Just at your local bar and pub. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I just closed a pajama game, so that was fun. Um, a lot of my friends, uh, there's... Uh, the Sound of Music going on right now at the Weber Center for the next uh, two weekends. Uh, my, some of my friends are in that. Um, I'm directing Everybody, which is a play that's happening uh, next spring. And on top of all that, I uh, just finished my callbacks for Carrie the Musical and for the opera this spring. So I'm trying oh. to, about to hear back from that. It's exciting. Uh, anything happening in, in your um, let's see. Line? I mean, just finals, kind of getting ready to go home. Mm-hmm. Nothing really exciting happening, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> Do you have to go across the country for home, or is it, are you pretty... No, I'm across the state. I mean, that's three hours, but not too bad. I'm from northern Minnesota, so that's a little bit more of a stretch. But... Like five hours? Uh, six and a half. Oh, Unless wow. it snows, or if Highway 10 closes down, oh my God, then it's like nine hours. Right, yeah, I'm hoping it stays snow-free when everyone has to travel totally <laughs> back home that'd be nice that would be very nice but then it also would it'd be nice to have some snow yeah do you guys you, do you guys celebrate christmas i do do you i do yeah. oh it's my favorite holiday i think yeah I, I just had a conversation with this about uh about this with my girlfriend she's a huge 
uh, October um, Halloween. For some reason, I can think of the name Halloween. She's a huge Halloween fan, but Christmas has always been my favorite holiday. It just, I don't know, it brings you like back to childhood and like that whimsy. All the traditions yeah. and yeah, see your family so again. <laughs> For Santa Claus. I can't wait. It's my favorite. I go all out. I have like those little uh, Christmas villages. You know, yeah, my it was my grandma did those, and then my mom did them, and she just bought me my first set. Oh, that's fun! So I'm about to decorate my apartment with my little village people. I have like a little like theater. My mom found me like this little like theater uh, with little people like waiting in line in the snow, and then like a firehouse, and then you know like the the town hall. So I'm gonna set all those up and decorate the tree, because um, I'm not. I'm not along the ride with doing it in November. I think that's okay. just silly. You gotta wait until December starts. So I did put some decorations up before Thanksgiving. Kenzie, no. <laughs> but I I stopped a little bit. Now I'm like full blown Christmas music. 25 days of Christmas. No, you're one of those people who listens to Christmas music as soon as November starts. No, I actually didn't. I couldn't do that. I could just put some decorations up, but then I brought the tree after Thanksgiving. Okay. So, All right. I think I believe you. If I if I catch you next year, listening to like uh, Mariah Carey and the, the, on November third, then I'm gonna have some choice things to say to you. But yeah, well I hope you have a great holiday season. But what do we got today? Yeah, so today we have an interview with Logan Jansarak, the SGA president. No way. He's here to talk about the decision us students have to make about the next president of a turbo. And he gave us some more updates on SGA, some exciting new improvements. Oh, wait, you mean he, he will give us updates? We didn't record this beforehand and are now pretending like we're hearing it for the first time. That's not happening. Oh, true. Right. So, oh, oh Logan Jansrex? What? Going to? SGA updates? The next president of the Viterbo updates? What? Oh, wow, That's that sounds like it's going to be really exciting. And I, I have no idea what the game's going to be. I hope that one's not awful and, and really hard and, and going to make me look really dumb when you, listeners hear it. I hope that's not going to happen. I hope it's not riddles or anything. No, I don't think so. Anyway. Well, when we come back, we'll have Logan Janzarak. How excited. And we're back with Logan Janzarak. Welcome, Logan. Thanks for being here. So we have some really great questions for you this week because you actually were a part of one of our upcoming articles on uh, the student activities fee budget. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But what we want to talk to you today uh, concerns the presidency, not just yours, but the next presidency of Viterbo, which is something that's really on uh, the minds of the lumen, minds of the students right now. Um, so if it's okay with you, we'd like to ask you a few questions. Sure, take it away. Well, first of all, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do for SGA as the president here? Yeah, so um, maybe I should explain what SGA is for anyone that doesn't know. Um, so SGA's mission is to represent and advocate for Viterbo students, and we work to improve campus life for students, enhance communication between students and the university, and ensure appropriate use of our student activity fee monies, which is the little um, fee that all students have to pay with their tuition that goes towards clubs and organizations, and SGA is responsible for allocating 
those funds. It's a lot of responsibility. Uh, yeah, and so I have to lead that group of uh, student leaders on our campus. And you enjoy it? I love it. It's, it's a good time. It's a lot of work. It's hard and stressful sometimes. And this isn't just something that you did an application for and you got the job. Students had to elect you. Yes, I had to be elected by the student body. Yeah. So, and, and we're kind of seeing that at an even bigger scale with the next uh, president of the Turbo. Um, what have you reflected so far in watching that process? Yeah, um, so as all of our students know, our former president, Glenna Temple, um, left our university at, uh, in the middle of the summer, and Rick Tritely is the interim, and I've gotten to work a lot with Rick Tritely this semester. Um, we have meetings and a lovely dinner one time, it was great. Um, there was a student um, voice session um, there was a board member there, and someone who's on, was it the selection, is there a selection committee? Is that how it works? Like the, the, the board of trustees uh, put it all together, and they're, they're ultimately who decides it. Um, and from what I've, I've gathered, too, it's like once they pick a candidate, then it has to go to the campus ministries who finalize that candidate. The, the Viterbo ministries. Yes, oh yes, Viterbo ministries. Um, and so... That the listening session you were at was more of like, like they're writing the job description right now. Yeah. Um, what what did you think of that? Um, so there was I got there I got there a few minutes late, um, and there, there was a list of qualifications, a list of things that the board wants the new president to fulfill, check off all those boxes. Um, and some of them are like, uh, the president must have experience serving in a leadership role at a university. Um, I don't remember what some of the other ones were. But the one at the very top was, they must be a practicing Catholic. Um, and so I brought that up. Um, I raised my hand and I was like, hey, is this the most equitable way to find a new president would it behoove Viterbo um, to open it up to people of all faiths right. um, and there was a pretty hard fast no from the board um, and then after after I finished talking, since I was a few minutes late, the kid that was sitting next to me leans over and was like, yeah, when we first got here, they said that, that that's a non-negotiable. Um, just interesting. Um, right, because you, you said in, in the room that it, it limits poten like, potentially really great candidates. Yeah, um, the majority of Catholic people in America are white. Um, the next highest demographic would be... Um, Hispanic people, um, and then there's just like, I think two or three percent, I, I like quickly did the research in the room of what the breakdown of um, the demographics are of Catholic individuals in the United States, and I think like two or three percent were black or African-American. Right, and uh, the, the answer they gave, uh, they said that with Viterbo being a Catholic institution, with us having to apply by a, a Catholic identity, the uh, candidate has to be a, a practicing Catholic, um, which, 
you know, it's like, oh yeah, of course, I guess that makes sense. But it, it you know, I think the, the, the voices that were raised in the room were just kind of like, it's a little uh, dated, you know, especially I feel like spirituality in our generation is way more fluid than it has been. Um, so to, to have that, like, such a, and, and what is a practicing Catholic? And we asked, well, how, how can you define practicing Catholic for us? Um, and it does seem like living out Viterbo's Franciscan values, which, sure, I'm not a practicing Catholic, but I would say I live out the values of hospitality, service, stewardship, integrity, etc. Still, like, questions on, on what constitutes a practicing Catholic. Um, and I'm interested to see when they start getting candidates, the, diverse, the diversity of candidates we actually get. Yeah, and I think... I think in today's society, it's hard to, it's hard in good conscience to follow a religious faith that might harm other people. And I know a lot of people who have left the Catholic Church because of discrimination. And there's, there's plenty of great Catholics out here, but... Um, Sometimes that's a hard battle for people. So Logan, uh, you worked a lot with, with Glenna Temple and you've worked even more so with Rick Tritely uh, now that you're acting president. So I'm curious, what for you would be your job description? What's your ideal next president of Viterbo? I would say, like I said, someone who lives out those Franciscan values because that's important to the people of Viterbo. And that's the, those are just qualities that make a good person. Um, someone who really fights for the students, who cares a lot about what the students have to say and isn't fully concerned about um, making donors happy. Um, I feel like a lot of times um, leadership is afraid to be radical because they're afraid of losing donor support. All politicians are that way. And I guess a leader who's a president of a university is a politician in a way. Because that's uh, actually something interesting that I talked to with uh, Rick, Rick Tritely and, and uh, even what we got from the meeting is like the, a huge part of the presidency of Viterbo is to like cultivate and maintain relationships with community donors, uh, members who have give services to the university. And so I, I, that really strikes me deep uh, when you said that they have to like, they feel like they have to watch what they do and how it affects like the donors uh, rather than how sometimes how it affects students. Yeah, because what is the purpose of this institution? Is it to serve students? Um, who, are we, who are we really fighting for? Students are paying a lot of money too to be here. Maybe not millions of dollars like a donor would, but... Right, but this university is a nonprofit who has its own mission, and what mission are they trying to fulfill? What would you like to see from students with this decision? Like, would you want mm -hmm. people to speak up about their opinions with the Catholic requirement as well, or would you... What, what would be your ideal situation for students to speak up about this? Yeah, I think the only way to fully 
get people to listen is to raise up your voice. And sometimes I feel as SGA president, we don't have a lot of students on our campus that um, know how to do that or what forums or pathways to go to to raise up your opinions like that. Like, I think a lot of students feel defeated sometimes because we like are in this trickle-down system where students feel like they're at the bottom, but really students should be at the top of that or at the center of that. That's interesting. Uh, the SJ has grown like tenfold with numbers. You, you, you really pack the, the conference room. How is SGA, I guess, uh, inspiring um, conversations and, and advocating for their ideal president? I don't think we've had enough discussion about it, to be quite honest. Um, that is something that I need to raise up and get all of our student leaders on board with, and we are going to work on those conversations because it's something that we haven't worked on enough. Yeah. yeah, well especially since this is like a huge decision for students to make because the history of this university, I don't think we've ever been able to no, yeah. weigh yeah. in our opinions, weigh cool. in on the president. Right, Glenna was our ninth president. I mean, that's just crazy because you think Viterbo has been around since the late 1800s. Yeah. I mean, even, even the newspaper is like, this is our 67th year in, in existence. Like, this university has been around a long time. And over that long spanning time, you know, even when we were uh, run by the FSPA, uh, we've had nine presidents. And Viterbo and students right now have the um, opportunity to, to choose the 10th one. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's great that you're uh, planning to have more conversations with your student leaders because I feel like, especially, I mean, you and I both attended that uh, listening session and there were like, you could count the amount of people, all the amount of students. It was a student listening session, but you could count the amount of students on your hands. So I think that's great that you're going to have conversations with SGA. And, um, you know, the Lumen is, is actively trying to get information out there to students to have those thoughts, to have those conversations, because this is a huge uh, moment for us. Especially at this time right now when we're in this transitionary period where we have an interim president interim this, interim that. Um, some of those leaders really value SGA's voice and really carry it really high. I think students need to recognize that and come to SGA with their voices because they really do listen to us, um, especially interim president Tritely really, really cares about SGA and their voice. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and, and, what, something that he really that struck me that he said is uh, students right now, it's like if they choose to weigh in, that can have some serious change. But if they don't, he said, you get what you get. And uh, I don't like the sound of that, uh, just in, in my own opinion, just getting what you get. Um, I think it'd be much better to get what you want. And I, I think... A lot of the students here hold some very progressive views, and especially after the events that happened on campus last spring, I think um, a lot of the leadership at Viterbo right now is really in support of diversity initiatives, social justice and equity, and 
you know, like if we don't speak up about what we want, we may end up with someone who doesn't hold those values, someone who doesn't care about the social justice and equity initiatives that are going on on our campus. So let's talk about uh, SGA, uh, some things that you're working on right now. Um, and I guess let's start with, what could you give us some updates on, on what SGA is up to? I know our readers are always really curious as to what you guys are doing, what's going on. Uh, maybe just like a bullet point list of what you're working on. One of the big, big projects that we have put money towards this semester, this year, um, is some updates to the library, um, which is finally getting the ball rolling. It's been a lot of planning, a lot of meetings, and um, it's taken some time, but we um, will be putting a fireplace in the library. There's going to be a bunch of new furniture. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look pretty different on like the main first floor. We're really excited about that. You've thrown quite a bit of uh, change at that. Yeah, and we wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for the pandemic. Because um, because of the pandemic, our student activity fee our money that gets allocated to clubs gets rolled over every year. And because of the first pandemic semester, when we all went home in March, uh, clubs weren't spending money. Um, so a ton of money got funneled back to SGA and we were like wow we have the opportunity to do something with this like what do we want to do and we saw some major flaws in our library I think it's a space that could be used much better um, and people don't utilize it as much as they should because it's just not conducive to studying it's just drab when do you think uh, students will start noticing changes? So furniture, we, it um, was just ordered this past week. Wow. Um, and furniture takes a while to get shipped and to come in. We will not start to see it until next semester. Things will, items will slowly start to trickle in. So you'll see some shelves, shelving disappear. You'll see some random furniture pieces coming in and it'll be all of next semester slowly happening. I believe over spring break, the fireplace will be built. Uh, any updates to uh, the, the parking situation? So we had a lot of student voices about parking this semester because a lot of students weren't able to get parking passes or there's just like too many parking passes given out so no one can ever find a spot. And it's just really chaotic and hard to park on campus because I think a large majority of our students, especially the ones that live on campus, have their have a car with them. Um, so a lot of ideas have been tossed around, and a lot of people really would like to see a parking garage on our campus, parking ramp. We're we're in discussion about it right now. Nothing is finalized. There, I can't promise anything, um, but we are. Um, in discussion with both our interim president, him and some of the other university leadership um, are in discussion with Mayo Clinic and the FSPA about possibly collaborating to improve our parking situation. 
that is what I can say at this time. Then another thing we're working on is some campus safety concerns. Um, I know some students have had issues with um, in the parking lots. I think a lot of students have had concerns about just being followed on campus or just strangers who aren't part of our campus community just walking behind them or whatever. So um, we were talking a lot about the blue box emergency light button things. Um, and I remember when I was a senior in high school taking college tours all around the country because I'm, I'm from Ohio, so I'm from pretty far away. Um, and I looked at schools everywhere. Um, and so many of the college tours pointed out those blue boxes and said, you can stand any, anywhere on campus and you can see a blue light. And that is not true on our campus. Um, the nearest one, if, you're on, if you live in Laverna, the nearest one to Laverna is on the other side of Tracy. Um, and there's some other locations, but that's one that really sticks out to me. I think the nearest one to Claire might be on Rose, actually. I'm, don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But, the, but there, there aren't as many on our campus as some other campuses. And our campus is small. Um, so we started doing some research into that and into those blue lights. And we found that in most studies about them, they aren't actually even used. They're, they're mostly there for mental security. Like it, it makes you feel better seeing them. It makes you feel more safe. And it doesn't actually get used very often. Um, and so we found that a lot of universities are actually removing the blue lights and not using them anymore and are providing a student app that is like a safety app that if you like, you can access it from your phone and it can be in like the, the widgets or whatever and you can just like tap it and it'll like send a notice to security of your exact location, like down to the room, the exact room you're in on campus if you feel unsafe. It's, it, it, we need to do a lot more research into it and it will probably cost a lot of money, but that's something we're talking about. And then we're also talking a lot about just restructuring student government at Viterbo as we know it. Um, we're talking about change, um, rewriting our constitution, um, making some uh, amending our bylaws, if you will, um, and part of that we're talking about membership and how how our positions uh, could change to better serve our students and also to draw in more students to student government. Because what we've noticed is first year elections, there'll be uh, about eight first years that want to run for our three representative positions, and then the other five who want to be in student government think that they can't. And we, we try to communicate with them that we have at large positions available, um, but they just don't seem to want them. Right. Um, they want like the title of first year representative. So we're looking at just changing how our structure of our, organ of our organization is run. Well, I know the last thing we wanted uh, to, to have you give voice to uh, is, is actually an article coming up in our, our final uh, issue this semester. Um, so it, it's been announced by the SGA that the student activity fee is being raised from, was it 
$95 to $120. $95 is the current fee, and it will be raised to $125. So I guess uh, we'll, let's start. Why? The main reason is because the student activity fee has not been raised since the early 2000s. So it's it's been a pretty long time. And so I did some of the research into inflation. And if we look at the inflation of the, the year that it was last changed to now, it should be raised $30, which is what we're raising it. And we also decided to change it because to be quite honest, we were running out of money. There's a lot of new clubs on campus this year. I think maybe five or six new organizations. Um, and we got a lot of middle of the year budget requests. And we're just going to be able to offer a lot more. Um, $30 per student gives us a pot of another 100000 plus just a little bit more than that. And that's gonna give us a lot more money to improve student students' lives. Um, we're gonna be able to do a lot more projects. We're gonna be able to give clubs the money that they request because a lot of times we have to say, nope, we don't have that much. We'll have to give you a little bit less. Sort of like an investment into yeah. your future, basically. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And it's $30. Like, I know we already pay so much money to come here, but like, Personally, for me, I'm like, what is 30 more dollars? But you said all, all the funds go into SGA's bank account? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then at the beginning of each semester, funds get allocated out to clubs and organizations. And then whatever's left, SGA has to either allocate to more clubs that make requests in the middle of a semester, or we get to do projects like the library project. Uh, I guess just uh, to end this this interview, what are some goals for your organization uh, coming this this spring? We are looking at um, improving student spaces, um, and so I I would want um, us to have a game plan for improving another student space. Um, we're talking about the port. The student union. Oh yeah, the union needs a facelift too. These are just discussions at the moment. A lot of our planning is really going into next school year because since the student activity fee is has been raised, um, we're actually going to have the money to do a lot of the things that we would like to be able to do. Um, so next semester is going to be a lot more planning, a lot more discussing um, to, to make game plans. Um, and then at the start of next semester, we want to have some pretty solid set in stone changes for our constitution bylaws to improve our organization to better serve our students. Really, it sounds like a lot of great work, and it's it was really cool to uh, bring students through the podcast in into your little world. You know that you know everyone just kind of has to cross their fingers and trust that uh, SGA has their best interests in mind and. It sounds like that's exactly what, what you're doing. Well, thank you so much for the interview, Logan. And when we come back... Yes, we will do a little riddle. Okay. Just a few questions that you guys I'm can so compete on. All that when we come right back. That was an awesome interview. Thank you so much. 
for being here with us. And so to end off the podcast, I've decided to play a little riddle, even though Mitchell instructed me not to. I said do not do riddles. (laughs) I don't remember that. But uh, we have three riddles that you guys can compete to figure out what it is. And then obviously the first person to say it, say the correct answer, um, will win. All right. So the first riddle is I speak without a mouth and hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with wind. What am I? (laughs) I'm so bad at Um, this. A pinwheel? No. A little hint. It's not an object. It's not an object? It's not tangible. But if... Um, Whistle. Um, No. Uh, Mouth. No mouth. No mouth, no ears? Correct. You speak without a mouth and hear without ears. It's not an object. No. So it's not a kite. No. It's more of a, a sound, I guess. If I'd give you a good hint. Oh, it's a sound. Okay. Okay. Um. It's not a whistle. No. A siren. No. Sort of like what happens after you hear a sound. Well, that didn't help at all, Kenzie. Um, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, speak without a mouth, hear without ears, have no body, come out of the wind. I'm speechless. I don't know. Yeah, I'm Do you want me to say it? Yeah. It's an echo. Oh, <laughs> my God. We can't publish this. Everyone's going to think we're so dumb. Okay, zero, zero. Okay. What is seen in the middle of March and April that can't be seen at the beginning or end of either month? An R. Yeah. Oh, come on. Correct. That was hot. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Oh, that was pretty good. You, you fed him the answer. That one. You, you mouthed it. You mouthed it. Oh, yeah. We're all wearing masks. I guess that's fair. Uh, all right. So, so zero, one. So, last one. I come from a mine and get surrounded by wood always. Everyone uses me. What am I? I come from the, the mine surrounded by wood. It's a common thing. Everyone has one. Yeah. Just a corporate elite. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just stalling. Um, okay, I'll give you a hint. It's students have these. Phones, um, laptops. Um, oh, gosh. Pencil. Books. It was pencil. Oh, yeah! So bright. Oh, I got it. Well, you oh, guys are. Tied. Yeah, we were tied. So you didn't want a tiebreaker? I guess so. Yeah, we want a president. This isn't. This isn't kindergarten we don't all win and get to go home one of us has to go home a a horrible loser and we have to cry in the shower you only got that because you got the hint i got mine right away no hints we don't pray on technicalities here we pray on who's got the points and we got one one so we need one more uh deal breaker okay the last the last riddle i have cities but no houses i have mountains but no trees i have water but no fish what am i an object not a place, but an object. Is it a book? No. Water or no fish? Kind of close, though. I feel like it's going to be like Echo, where it's just like we're overthinking it. I think so. Mountains. Cities, mountains, water. But no houses, no trees, or no fish. Well, we might need a different tiebreaker. Uh-huh. You want a different one? Well, I don't wait. Let me make some guesses. A puzzle? Uh, a picture? Photograph? No. Book, book, book. As a poem? No. Is it like an outdoor magazine? <laughs> no. 
But it's on paper. It's, it's the catalog to Gator Mountain. No. It's on paper. It can be. It can be? <laughs> what? And it's on newspaper. No. It can be on paper. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? It's a map. I'm so mad. So it could be on paper, but it's also on your phone. So I didn't want to like give that away. Okay, so we need a different tiebreaker. One, one. Last round. Just gonna fire it off. What disappears as soon as you say its name? Silence. Yeah. I'm so mad. Congratulations, everybody. Um, great game. Thank you for playing very, yeah, you. play very well. Yeah, thanks. That was hard. <laughs> I, was, I, I, did give, I did give some hard ones. I need to go take a nap. Thank you so much, Logan, for being here. It was a, such a pleasure to pick your brain for, for 45 minutes and have some fun. Um, any final thoughts? Anything you want to leave listeners with? Final thoughts. Um, Please come to a student government meeting. We meet every other Sunday at 7 o'clock in Reinhardt 134. We would love to have you. You don't have to be a member to just come and share your student voices. And student voices are important, so come meet a current president before you decide the next one. Yes. And keep it in your mind because we got a big responsibility right now. Logan, thank you so much. Wow, what a good episode. Yeah, that was an awesome interview with Logan. He gave so many great updates and we had such a fun time with the riddles. I mean, I had fun yeah, giving sure the riddles <laughs> and knowing the answers. <laughs> yeah, it was a little tough, but oh, I wish I was still the host so I could turn that all around on you. <laughs> maybe maybe for another one of the episodes in the future. Maybe. Hey. We'll switch positions. Let's stick around, listeners, see if one day I get uh, Kenzie back for that. That was cruel. I know. I could have picked easier ones, but... You could have, but then... I don't Thought know, it'd be fun. fun. The Echo one totally threw me off. And the map. Like, the map, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But the Echo one? Mm, I'm still thinking about that one. Yeah. Logan got the R right away. Right away. Did you even know it? No. I mean, yes. Yeah. I just... Uh, slip of my tongue. I just I wasn't as fast. Totally got it right away. 100%. But great job. That was fun. Um Thanks again to Logan Janzarak for being here today. I, I felt like that was really informative. It was a great interview. Yeah, we got a lot of updates mm -hmm. and some encouragement to use our voices as students. Important. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, we have such a big um, opportunity yeah. to start writing the history of the Turbo, you know, as an institution. I mean, we've, we've written our own smaller stories, and, and the Lumen has written about big developments, but this is, like, huge. Um, so yeah, get out there, speak up, ask for, demand for what you want and you shall receive. Yeah. Otherwise we will, like you said, Rick Chartley told you, we'll get what get we get. What you get yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think this is the most important time. And I know it's such a busy season with finals coming up and last week of classes coming up, but mm -hmm. I mean, this is really important. Like it's yeah. for the future of a turbo and future generations to come. So I think it's just the time to do it. Finals is stressful, but you know, you still have the opportunity to choose a president and pick up the latest edition of the Lumen newspaper. Yeah, we have the fourth issue, right? Fourth? Yeah. Wow, we've done four. Yeah, I know. Coming out soon. 
So be sure to be on the lookout for new copies around campus. A coffee and a copy and enjoy your holiday season. Yeah. We wish everybody a good luck on your last few of classes and your finals. And as, as, as uh, Kenzie always tells me every time I see her in the hallway, get her done and stay safe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great uh, rest of your semester, and we'll see you back and in the spring. Next year. Next year. You remember those kids who always said that? Yeah, I'll see you next year. Also the, the, the kind of guy that's like, oh, when you're hanging out and it turns uh, midnight, and everyone's like, well, what are we going to do tomorrow? And I'm like, uh-uh, today. it's today. Well, enjoy your day today. Thank you so much for listening and have a great semester and we'll see you next, next semester year. next year. <laughs>